Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Hey, this is Stacey and Megan. Welcome to the last What We Are Cooking and Eating Now of 2023. Whoa. I really can't (laughs) believe how fast this year has gone. And also, did we start doing What We're Cooking and Eating Now biweekly in 2023? I believe we did. So we've been doing it for a year now. I know. It's crazy. And we started doing two a month because people find these episodes really, really helpful. They do. And can I give a little hot tip? Hot tip, do it. Okay. I recently sh- actually recently shared on my personal Instagram how I keep track of my meal plans in my notes app. And I just like, every, I just build on top of like the f- next week on top of the other one. And people are like, oh, you like keep track of your meal plan every week. And I was like, yes, because this week I don't want, like, if I don't want to plan something, I can go back and see what I did a year ago. Anyways, the hot tip is, If you go and join our listeners community now, you could download the 2023 What We're Cooking and Eating Now doc with 26 weeks of basically meal plans because it's six recipes for each week. And like you could have most of 2024 planned out in advance. That's genius. And it's true. And you could just keep doing that. Our 2023 doc could be your 2024 yearly (laughs) annual meal plan doc. And then we'll keep doing these in 2024. And then you can look back at those at the end of that year. It's amazing. Genius. All you have to do is check out our free discussion board. And you have to join our community to do that first. Then you check out the free discussion board. And we have a document there. And we're going to put this week's links in there. And you can get all the links from all the past episodes this year. Get started by visiting didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. Okay, good looking. What is cooking in your house right now? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So survival mode. Right. We are in survivor mode. The bad news that came through recently is that it looks like my house won't be done until the end of the year. So that's a real freaking bummer. And (laughs) I had a meeting with the contractor and the architect was like, well, look, but your stove came in and she showed me a picture of it in the warehouse. I was like, this is not making me feel bad. No, actually. it's like a weird tease. But thank you. Yeah. So we're still, I mean, 
the insanity of the level of work, like it's not banging all day, but they've also had to take down the barriers because they've had to paint our stairs. So like there's still literally dust collecting, you know, on the upstairs where we're living and we have to go through the construction site to get to the rental apartment, which is the kitchen I've been using. And like one day they had painted the steps going from my part of the house, down to the rental apartment. So to get to the kitchen, we had to like go out the front door and in the other door. But then my boys lost a pair of keys to the other door. So we have to keep the one pair that we have in the lockbox so that the guys who are working on the crew have access to the apartment too. And I was like, oh my God, I can't deal. We're going to order food. We ordered food and it came with no utensils. Oh no. <laughs> so we like got upstairs, like, like yes, in a okay. living room, or like spreading everything out, which like isn't it's not a living room. It's like a little nook TV area. And like that already makes me a little anxious, but like whatever, there's dust. It's been so chaosy that and we're like, wait, we have nothing to eat with. So we gathered everything up in our arms, like put on our coats because it was 30 degrees, went outside, went down, struggled with the lockbox, went into the apartment, ate, like it's been wacky. So <laughs> this all comes back to what we've been cooking and eating. The easiest. I'm at the end with this project. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to tell you, and I can't wait to show the photo on Instagram. Okay. One night I made my creamy lemon pasta. It's like a 10 to 12 minute meal. It's so easy. It's literally like the pasta cooking water, heavy cream, butter, lemon zest, finished with a little lemon, Parmesan, and you toss the cooked pasta with it. And I was like, oh, like I need a vegetable. It's literally a creamy bowl of deliciousness, but it's literally like a white bowl, like white pasta, white sauce. Like, And I looked in the fridge. I didn't have any dressing. And I was like, F it. I literally put raw baby spinach in the middle of the bowl, <laughs> plopped the pasta. <laughs> the boys were like, what is this? What's happening here? Why is there like undressed salad under our pasta? What's I was like, I don't I don't know. Like toss it. The heat of the pasta will me- like will wilt the spinach. But like in the apartment, we only have these tiny, tiny bowls and like pasta was going or it was just whatever. It was a disaster. But I was like, guys, this is it. Just like eat the raw spinach, eat the pasta. <laughs> this is dinner. Okay. This is where I have to like admit something weird, which is Sometimes when I want more greens in whatever sort of like pasta dish we're having, I will take the baby spinach and like roughly chop it and put it in the bowl yes. underneath the things. No and dressing. Works. And it works. And that was my thought. But I did not chop it. I did not have big enough bowls to toss anything. I or know. Mix it. it was literally when I show you the photo for Instagram is you can literally just see like raw baby spinach leaves <laughs> coming up the sides of the bowl with like a plop of white pasta in the middle. Listen. Check, check, check. Everyone check, was check, fed. Check, check. And there was what I'm a vegetable. For. Yes. That's why I love you and you love me. There was a vegetable. And I'm going to tell you that the creamy lemon pasta recipe is delicious and is a go to. We have a link to it. So it'll be in that link stock we were talking about. So that was Amazing. one thing. Okay. No reason to linger on any of these any longer. <laughs> Next up crunchy beef tacos by request. I had stale taco shells. <laughs> I'm a little bit in mode where I'm like, Let's get rid of the things that are down here because I'm hopefully going to have a kitchen soon and I'm going to like 
an open package of taco shells? No, like, let's get rid of it. I didn't want to throw it away. And then I had a revelation. I just browned meat. I added some black beans. I had sliced avocado. Oh, and I bought a slaw. I bought a slaw and I had some leftover avocado. You know how now, like at every supermarket, there are like a million like taqueria style sauces. Yeah. I don't remember which brand, but it was one of those avocado green salsa sauces that comes in a squeeze bottle. I literally use that to dress the... <laughs> Why is this so funny to me? I don't know. That's a legit so... move. It's so bottom rung. Like, you can tell where I am. I squeeze that onto the slaw. <laughs> Lime juice and olive oil. And then I was like, hard shell tacos are a racket. Like, I can't deal. Like, I couldn't stuff them all. And then if I left it to the boys, I don't know. Like, I was trying to plate everything so that I could also wash up everything really quickly because I had a school board meeting. And so, like, if I had left the pot out there and let the boys make their own tacos, then I would have had to, like, run all the way back through this whole shenanigans, right, to get back to clean the pot after a long evening meeting. And I didn't want to do that. So I plated everybody so that I could eat quick and wash up. But then as I'm plating these tacos, I'm like, this is BS. And I took the tacos and I just broke them in half and I made like tostadas. And I was like, this is why I like tostadas. Yeah. I think I might be done with hard taco shells. Interesting. You know what the taco shell industry knows? <laughs> because now there's the all the like stand and stuff where it's like they make yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Flat. Guess what? That's where these were. Not enough room. <clears throat> it's all a racket. And listen, I would be I would give up on them, too, except for for some reason. Emmett loves the yes. crispy taco shell. And I think he likes that more so than a taco. Like, he will eat anything in it because it's sturdier to him. Okay. It's not sturdy, Emmett. It's not. That's what I'm well, telling you. <laughs> but also, I'm going to say that that makes sense because my boys loved hard shell tacos, too. When they were Emmett's age, it was the right amount of food that I could fit in there. Right. At their age, and with my appetite, like, I... I end up stuffing it way too much and it cracks immediately. And probably if I just let them make their own, it wouldn't have mattered. They could have just had like six. But I was like, I only had half a box. I needed to make each taco really count. <laughs> so I only had like whatever, five or six shells. And I was like stuffing them and they were breaking. And then Oliver was like, it's fine because the minute I bite into it anyway, it breaks. And so I just cracked them in half. And, like, put them on the plate and topped everything. I have a not well-lit photo of that, too, that we'll share on Instagram. We can't wait. Okay, I want to add, I have a crispy taco shell recipe on Kitchen. And one of the things I did find is that you, if you heat the taco shells, whether you heat them before you put the food in them or even after, because then some of the steam sort of softens them, they're less likely to break. And even with all the time, even with that information, I still am with you. I think a tostada is better. Yeah, I agree. I, and I heat mine all the time. I, 
I actually think that you really need to heat. I'm going to take that stand, too, if you're committed to hard taco shells. They taste kind of raw before you heat them. They're not like tortilla chips where they're right. just ready to eat. The oils come out and they they don't just warm up. They actually become more flavorful. I agree. Also, so does Emmett because we had crispy tacos recently and he I he insisted he only wanted two to start. And then when he came and like I heat him so the cheese gets all melty, all mm-hmm. that. He came back for seconds and I was like in the middle of eating. So I just slapped the I it was not a heated shell. I just slapped the filling in it and like put the cheese on top. He literally said, what is this? <laughs> See? He's like, the cheese isn't even melted. They know. And this is the problem with tacos, too, that, like, you were in the middle of eating, but you had to make his other taco. Yes. Guys, that's not a problem with tostadas. (laughs) I just want you all to know that. Unless they want seconds and they want the melty cheese. Uh, Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. But I don't know. All My right. kids are good with um, not melted cheese on hard shell tacos. I thought that, he would like, be cool Taco about Bell it. He doesn't style. even really like you know what I mean? cheese. But apparently he's been spoiled by the melty cheese. So, All right. So last one, because there's really like it's really not worth spending that much time on my meals. Beef and broccoli. Amazing. I don't know why. Like there are so many beef and broccoli recipes out there. I was looking for something specific for Didn't I Just Feed You and was on Shutterbean site. So that's where the link is going to be. But actually, the recipe that Shutterbean, that Tracy Benjamin of Shutterbean shares is from uh, What's Gobby Cooking from her, one of her cookbooks. I can't yeah, remember she which has one. several now. Yeah. Anyway, it was fine. That's all I have to say about it. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> It was just fine. Like, it wasn't great. The boys have this thing where they say, I made vegetable lo mein recently. And they they were like, it doesn't have flavor. And I don't know if it's because they're used to, I don't cook those classic Chinese takeout dishes very much. Isaac has a heavy hand with salt. Mm. Like, he likes his food pretty crazy salty. And it's funny because sometimes it'll tip really quickly and he'll be like, "Ooh, that's crazy salty. But like he goes right up to that edge. So I'm wondering if that's part of it, that he thinks my Chinese food is just not flavorful enough because it just doesn't have enough salt. Well, salt, but also maybe specifically MSG. Like so that really satiating salinity, because if you're like used to take out Chinese food. Then that's where like you get that hit of flavor, even though it's not really flavor. I totally get what he's saying now. I do too. And like I don't have my walk down here. So like the meat didn't have that beautiful, like immediate hot, hot mm-hmm. sear. And then that releases flavor into the broccoli. You know, it was like a I just have a nonstick frying pan down here. Yeah. You know, it just like wasn't the same. So I'm not going to say it's the recipe, but I will say in general, us included, and like maybe one day we'll end up developing a recipe for lo mein or something like that, because a lot of times if it helps, it's a quick recipe. It's really easy. It's flavorful. It's budget conscious. Like it hits. It's like you said earlier, check, check, check. Right. 
But I do find that when you go to a site like Walks of Life or a food site around Asian food that isn't afraid to call, not afraid, that's the wrong word, but that will call for even sometimes harder to find Asian ingredients like dark soy sauce Mm -hmm. and isn't just making do with the American pantry where they're going to make the beef and broccoli sauce using just regular low-sodium soy sauce, garlic, ginger, sesame oil. I do think you get a better product a lot of the time or a product that's more akin to what you would get from your takeout. Yes. Okay. So that was it. And we just had that with white rice. Amazing. And it was fine. And the boys are like, can we just order Chinese food? Check, check, and check. They (laughs) were fed. Groceries were used up. There was a vegetable. I don't know. It's not a competition, but I was going to give you a hard time because pre-recording, I was like, oh, I'm in this like flop dinner era because I had a terrible uh, turkey pot pie experience after Thanksgiving. There was something else recently that went terribly, but I think you win. I think the... The cabbage slaw and the spinach. (laughs) That was actually super tasty. That dinner was super tasty. But it's just like, you can tell it smells of desperation. (laughs) You know what I mean? It actually came out good, though, you guys. That was the best one. No, the lemon pasta was good, too. I just shouldn't have put the stupid crunchy spinach. I know. I just should have left it aside. Like, what? Why did I get caught up? Not to not to like overanalyze you, but I just I feel a little bit like you're ready to be like cooking for real. There's yeah. some aspiration like that. Lemon pasta is a very classic Stacy Billis recipe that's like super satisfying. And it's simple. Like it should be simple oh, enough. Like Ten minutes to cook in the, the basement apartment. But like because you didn't have access to all the things that you might have wanted to like or would have in your everyday fridge like even dressing it's not quite hitting the same way that you really need it to yeah but you want to go even deeper even deeper was like what is this obsession with there has to be a vegetable at every meal yeah i mean i think that's a really good cuz no, there doesn't have to pasta, be Like, it would have been delicious. Like, the pasta came out great. Like, that's the kind of recipe that just comes out no matter what your circumstance. If you have the ingredient, like, you don't need a fancy pot. You don't need any tool. Like, it's great. I ruined it with the spinach. (laughs) Yes. Can I say, I think... When our kids are younger, we're obsessed with the vegetables because we want the vegetable. We want the exposures. Like it doesn't even matter if they eat it. But I also think there's something for you too with your older boys, and they feed themselves more meals during the day because they're like at school and they can stop on the way home. Where you're like, this might be my only opportunity, hundred percent, to get them to consume a vegetable. And the way we've been living and all the ordering when we yeah. order food, they're they not like, not oh, let me it. get a salad. They literally don't eat vegetables. They'll go days without eating vegetables. I can imagine. So it's like, I don't know that, like, it gets to me. But then they didn't eat the spinach, so what did I (laughs) eat? Like, either make a dressing billis or, like, let it go. But you tried. I tried. I tried hard. Gold star for trying. Thanks, Mom. Twenty twenty four is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinner time overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter Butcher Box, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. 
At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm, be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. What did you eat this past week? Oh. Are you also surviving? You said you're in a flop era, but that was just like after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that you're was the week tired. after Thanksgiving that was weird. Yeah. I will fully admit to doing a dinner. It was like a weird, we had extra kids and I had one of those. Remember when we both bought gnocchi 
to make what's got to be cooking chicken parmesan skillet. Well, I just like chucked it in the freezer. So I had this like one package of gnocchi that needed to that I felt like I needed to eat up so I could have some room in the freezer for like cinnamon rolls and sugar cookies, all those things kind of like that I'm trying to prep. So I made like a French onion soup inspired gnocchi skillet. But for Brian and I, like the kids are not going to eat a skillet full of onions. They're just not. But that's like top tier oh, for I Brian. Feel like, yeah, I feel like my boys would love that. My would boys they? love onions and shallots. Okay. Isaac says his favorite vegetable is chives. Oh, okay. That's a vegetable. Okay. Called not a vegetable, but like they'll eat raw onions, they'll eat cooked onions. They okay, love so they might like and, this. Yeah, this although is a good one. I only made it like the one bag of gnocchi I had was like enough for Brian and I. Mm-hmm. So you probably have to like up the volume, or yeah. you could do something like a like a bit the family's pack of tortellini or something, and do this sort of I like similar sauce. Remember how. <laughs> of really cutting out some foods. Remember after that chicken parm gnocchi, I was like, mm, I don't know about gnocchi anymore. The same way I don't know about hard shell tacos. I think I might do it with tortellini. Do you think that'd be good? I do think it would be good with tortellini, but my kids would still not eat it even if it had tortellini in it. Um, and I did add some baby spinach again because there was like a little bit left in a container in the fridge. I was like, I'm going to use it up. But I fully admit to like making plain buttered noodles or like I think I had a little jar of pasta sauce for the kids and like roasted broccoli. So I never I typically don't share like I like to share recipes that I've cooked that the whole family enjoyed. But that was an exception where I was like trying to use everything up. And I really felt like the French onion inspired gnocchi was really good. Where did it come from? I like roughly used a recipe from the kitchen.com. But I think the idea is really like you caramelize onions, you add a little bit of broth and like cook that. And then I moved it out of the pan so I could crisp the gnocchi and a little bit of like butter and then added that back and then like melted Gruyere cheese on top of it. Did you boil the gnocchi first? I did. Yeah. Do they crisp? Because that's my problem is that find that once I boil the gnocchi, it doesn't crisp up because it's yeah. so like moist. I actually now backtrack. I'm going to backtrack and say, I okay. don't think I boiled them. I think they were like on the package labeled as skillet gnocchi. Oh, that is genius. Because if it's not, I was going to say, if you don't boil it, it doesn't cook through all the way. But unless I, you like roast it in the oven for yeah. long enough. So I think they were like par cooked in some capacity. They got very crispy. And then adding the like caramelized onions with the broth back in there, I think helped like cook through. So you got like crisp on the sides of the gnocchi, but then like soft pillowiness all around. I, okay. I actually think this is key. So I'm glad I dug into this. If people can't find skillet gnocchi... Do you think that they'll have the most delicious result converting this to a sheet pan meal, a sheet pan gnocchi approach? Because I really fear regular packaged gnocchi that you boil is going to not be, be too as mushy. Good. Yeah. It's going to be too mushy. It's going to be too hard to crisp. You could drain it on a paper towel lined sheet first and then butter, but then like now it's suddenly becoming harder. But could you caramelize the onions? while the gnocchi is roasting, like yes. toss it with a little bit of oil. I feel like that's how I would adapt the recipe to try to get the result 
that you got that you're without the skill and yogi. Yeah, yeah, I think that's smart. Okay, you should try it. <laughs> I think I will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's not funny. I feel I'm so it's not funny, Megan. It's, it's not, not funny. <laughs> it was. I was really good natured about it for a while. It's not funny. It's ridiculous, is what it is. All right. So what oh, else? Okay. That's what awesome. else? Uh, the kids had butter noodles and leftover broccoli. You had that with spinach. Yeah. Threw the spinach in when I returned it, and then we melted everything on top. Great. Sounds delish. It was very good. I fully admit to it being so good. Okay. Then this is very... I, I like, am hesitant to share this. Why? Because Never. it's, like, high effort. But usually in October, like, around Oktoberfest, I make a batch of soft pretzels. I love to make them. My kids love to eat them. But October was just, like, really busy between, like, fall break travel. And then I went to New Orleans. Yeah. and Birthday. Yeah, birthday. It was a lot. So Ella actually was like, you haven't made soft pretzels. So on a Sunday night, I made a batch of soft pretzels and then roasted sausage and the little, like, fingerling. Not fingerling, but the small Yukon gold potatoes. Yeah. And we had pretzels, potatoes, sausage. I cut up apples for the kids. And then we also had sauerkraut. Yeah. And like did that as a meal. So fun. And I think that it can be manageable if people buy store-bought soft pretzels or pretzel bread. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. I love both of those ideas. Also, I think we've shared it on our Instagram that there's a method where like you buy pizza dough from the bakery. So you don't even have to make the dough yeah. and you just boil it in the pretzel way where it's like a little bit of baking soda in the water and you can make pretzel bites that way. Um, so if you really want to make it from homemade, but also if you feel ambitious, I think pretzel dough is like a really easy starter dough because it has just one bulk rise. It's basic ingredients besides the pretzel salt. So I'll link to the recipe that I use. Great. It's a, and it's an Alton Brown recipe from my time there. Uh, and it's the one I make every single year. It's nice. Easy. Can't wait. Uh, lastly, baked potatoes with all the fixings. Yeah, baby. I don't know why it took me so long into the fall to do it. But we had chili one night. And then so we had like leftover chili. Mm. So I baked potatoes. And I did. Do you know what I mean when I say jacket style potatoes? I don't. I forgot. But I yeah. know it's a thing. It's like you, instead of roasting the potatoes until they're just tender, you do a slightly lower baking temperature, like 325 instead of 350. And you bake them for longer. So they get really crispy on the outside. And then you take them out, cut open the top and sort of like fluff them and stick them back in the oven for another like 20 minutes so they get like super fluffy you don't actually scoop the mm -hmm. meat it's no out. scooping i just like take the you fork and kind of yeah, like fluff it, fluff it. Mm -hmm. stick them back in the oven for another like 15 20 minutes and then put all your stuff like we did chili i had roasted some broccoli we had sour cream avocado salsa grated cheese it was really good that sounds really good. That sounds like something that I can do as like in this home stretch too. Do you like feel baking, like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like baking potatoes. I have a proper oven now. Like that's not a problem. That's like really easy. Right. And a good, like it's so filling. Yeah. And just so yummy. So yummy. The thing is the boys would want it with like chili, which I could also make. But I do think that... um just like making taco beef, which is really easy. And we think of as a quick weeknight meal. 
you could just do that and like have it. It has chili vibes. It's the same. Like once you put all the fixings on, it's the same deal. Also, canned chili does exist. Canned chili does exist. If you wanted to go the canned chili route. Do you have a brand that you recommend? I've never in my life bought a canned chili. Me either. (laughs) That's why I asked. I don't know. But it exists. But it exists. I'm just throwing it out there for you. Or could you do like a compromise? Like, is there somewhere you would? I'm like, where would you get takeout chili? Probably nowhere. Wendy's. Wendy's. Remember that I tried it during that sub episode and I did not approve anymore. Wow. So no. Wow, Wendy's. (laughs) Frosty's still on top, but that chili was not up to par. Oh, man alive. Anyway, um, another thing that vegetarians could do. Or just brown meat, season it. And then, have you seen this new brand? I'm kind of obsessed with it. Heyday. These flavored beans. And they're canned instead of the pouches. Yes. Dozen Cousins. But Dozen's Cousins, uh, Philo's, Heyday. There are so many great brands of flavored beans that you could just warm up and then, again, put them on top of the baked potato with all the fixings. And I think it would hit all the same, like, points. Yeah. and. If you need help with chili, chili for kids or or selective eaters, we have a great episode from last February. Yes. Um, All right. There we did it. This is this is the last we one. are still we're cooking. Eating now. You guys, it's the end of the year and we're still we're still chugging cooking. along. We're doing it. Woo. Uh it'll be so exciting when we start doing this again in February to hear how you're settling into your new kitchen, hopefully by then. Oh no. If I if I am not, it'll be then you'll have seen me on the news for going into a murderous <laughs> rage. So yeah, yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. Uh so if that doesn't make sense to you, we are we slow down at the end of December and in January we are working on a very exciting project, which we can't wait to tell you about more in the new year. So we will just have a couple of our regular Monday episodes. And then of course, supporting members and subscribers will continue to get bonus episodes in January. But if you're like missing us, you need some meal planning ideas. The community, our free listeners community is like really the place to be. So join us over there by visiting didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. And you said that we'll have a couple of Monday episodes. We'll have all Monday episodes. Yeah. I don't know why I said a couple. Okay. Just to make sure, like we are publishing everything as usual, except for what we're cooking and eating now, because we like to record these in real time and we're just going to take January off of recording. Anyway, we're recording something else, but well, yeah. Megan, you're such a tease. I'm sorry. I'm very spicy today. Let's you get out of here. You are spicy. Listen, guys, in January, listen to those January episodes to know what we're talking about. Anyway, you can also follow us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. And our newsletter is fast becoming the most important way to keep up with all things Didn't I Just Feed You too. So if you ever like are like, oh my God, these ladies tell me about Instagram and the community and the newsletter... You can always just go to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash links, and you can find most of what you need there. Huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed, friends. 